What's up, Nashville? Welcome to the Local Wave Conversations with the Nashville Underground. I am the host, Alex McWilliam, back again. We got my boy Tyler Vinatelli, and he used to be in the band Forever and Never, which we had on the pod, I mean, a year ago. I don't, I honestly don't remember. It was one of the first ones we did. Um, I, I told him this in the podcast, so I don't feel weird saying it in the intro, but, you know, I love the dude, um, but at the time I kind of felt like he was, you know, a little cocky about the band and whatever, and this time he was such, he was so gracious and so humble, and I mean, you'll hear about the story, but uh, the story that has got the journey that they've been on to get them to the song Mile One and this new uh, yet-to-be-titled album that they're about to put out uh, early next year has just been extremely humbling and it's been really cool and I think it's kind of developed this whole band Lonely Youth, they're the new band just into just a really cool machine of a band and if you like bands like Under Oath, like Seosin, um, then you're going to love the new Jam Mile 1, go check out that video go jam it on Spotify, do whatever you gotta do um, it was such a great talk really good catching up with Tyler um, yeah but I really appreciate you guys listening. We're getting to the end of the year here. I'm going to have something special for you coming up. We got, you know, like the anniversary of of the podcast going on two years. We got a anniversary coming up. We got our 50th episode coming up. Um, but and I'm, I'm trying to plan as much cool stuff as I can for you guys. Um, I'd also really appreciate it if you'd reach out to me at the local wave or you can hit me up via email localwavepod at gmail.com localwavepod not the local wave just local wave uh, at gmail.com uh, I want to hear what you want for next year tell me about your the bands that you're listening to tell me about the rappers you're listening to tell me about the artists you're listening to tell me about the the painters that are painting cool stuff tell me about people doing underground art in nashville i've always got my ear to the ground i'm trying to find really cool stuff uh and i'm going to a lot of shows going to a lot of art shows it's been it's been awesome this whole journey of the local wave uh going on a couple years now has been really cool and it's kept me very plugged into nashville and and uh i love it I really love it. So please hit me up at the local wave. Give it a follow. Um, really appreciate everyone who's followed, everyone who's given to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the local wave. Um, it's helped me do a lot of stuff and I want to do more next year. So, so just hit me up. Let's talk. I'm always available. But anyway, less talking from me, more talking from Tyler and me. <laughs> Let's get into this episode with Tyler Vinatelli of Lonely Youth. doesn't make as much noise when you're it's my favorite type of microphone i yeah. love this one yeah this, this is, is the a best. good one man your hair looks good i like it i like the glasses <laughs> yeah. too yeah well here's the thing i haven't been buying records and mm-hmm. i've just been buying clothes for uh, it's like dude. the first time i bought clothes since i was like 22 i've just I'm been like wearing 
the same old band shirts That's for okay. years. So I, I was like, well, I'm just gonna fashion do it. Yeah. Is you just right go one? to you just go on ASOS, you get a little inspiration. Dude. You go Buffalo Exchange, pick through there. ASOS it's great. is awesome. So Austin is the one that turned me on the ASOS, oh, and dude. that's where I get like the majority of my suits too. Yeah, because oh, they hell fit yeah, dude. so good, and they're so cheap too. Like you don't have to like pay a lot of money. My so. wife uh, has this thing where she paid twenty dollars and like the flat at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. she gets free two day shipping all year. Oh my god, that's awesome! You should probably do that. I'm down for that. It's very tight. It. We just made an order on Friday. We're getting it tomorrow. Shit, shit. So mail day. It's pretty sick. Sick, dude. What's up, man? Just. Hanging out, dude. It's been a good, it's been a good week. Doing some, uh, it's been good. I just got off work. Yeah. Well, yeah. you seem like you're in good spirits. Yeah, I mean, man. Life's, been, yeah, life's been, um, past couple of weeks been really cool, man. I've, uh, it's been a really big, uh. It's all finally happening. Yeah. It's, it's really strange. Um, because we've worked on this record for like a long time. Like, yeah. I think we started initially writing, well, not even writing, actually, like recording last June. Hmm. And so it's been a long journey. I mean, I feel like I've seen like videos of your recording the video. Like I yeah. just saw the video like so, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And like I saw you post about recording that video like four oh, dude, we, ago. We recorded, we recorded the video for mile one in, in January because I was recording it on my birthday. Yeah. So like it's been a long. When's time. your birthday? January thirtieth. Dang! Oh man, I, mine's the thirteenth. I thought really? you were about to say thirteenth. Oh, yeah, January crazy. babies, dude. Yeah. yeah, it it was a long time ago, man. So it's it's been um, it's been a long journey. Um, it's been super exciting, uh, but very challenging. Um, it's been one of the most um, challenging and uh, the biggest learning process I've ever had as far as recording has gone. It's been yeah. insane. Um, we, uh, we got to record with, um, a guy named Jeremy Hatcher, um, who works for Rick Rubin. Dang. Um, and he pretty much came to our house and we turned our whole house just into a studio. Like we ran, we ran a snake through the air conditioning ducts, like down into the basement into our rehearsal space, did drums and, and the guitars and all the instruments down there. And, um, it's taken so long because we had, man, like we had so many, like, recording issues um with like guitars and like and instruments so we had to go back in like a couple times and we were having to re-record guitars re-record bass and i'm talking the whole record like Whoa. we had to do it like it was so it's taken a long time but um it's 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 finally got in motion and it's now that it's in motion it's moving pretty swiftly and well, the, I mean, the the first obvious change is the name. Absolutely. Um, I mean, since you were here the last time, yeah. there's a whole new name for the band. Mm-hmm. So what, what prompted the name change? Well, we had just done Forever and Ever for <clears throat> a long time. And we Dude, got to play your last show as Forever and Yeah, it so was. Cute. And it, you know, it was actually a, a kind of um, an abrupt thing. Uh, I think we all knew that it was eventually going to happen. Um, Forever and Ever, we just all felt had had ran its course like we've done um forever never toss a lot of really cool things like uh, around the business and uh, a couple of my first tours were in forever and never um but it just felt like there was enough member changes the sound was changing um and it just it just felt like it was time to move on and do something else um and it was funny because we were all sitting kind of in a meeting one day and, and discussing the strategy for this new stuff that we're that we're releasing now. 
And then it would just kind of come up, and it was like, hey, have you guys ever thought about, like, changing the name? And we were like, shit. No, yeah, maybe we should. And it was just like, and I, I, you could look on everyone's face, and it was like, yeah, it's time Mm. to change the name. So we, uh, and then, like I said, the new music was definitely taking, um, a bit of a turn to be a little bit more heavier per se, you know, and just a, a different sound. And we felt it was time to to move on from that, you know, mm. and lay that to rest. Do you feel like how long it took to get everything, even if it wasn't necessarily intentional to get everything in line and everything recorded the way you wanted it, do you think that, that made the record better? Like, Oh, absolutely. Having to go through those like kind of challenges? <clears throat> well, the producer we worked with, like I said, um, Jeremy Hatcher, um, he is a madman. He is um, – he will definitely – he definitely didn't let anything slide. It was very – if something was barely out, it was not, hey, let's tune it after the fact or, or let's fix it after the fact. It's like It was like let's fix it now. Let's just go ahead and knock it out now, and that was the same with the guitars and the bass and – stuff like that it was like you know i could probably throw some tune on it and make it work but it was like but let's not do that you know we've taken so long and had so much pride in in, in the record it was like let's just let's fix it so um i definitely think that if we would have just threw it together and just made it work that some of the magic that's on the record would not have happened for sure. What about you with songwriting and, and writing the, and doing all the vocals? Do you feel like that helped you Abs- as a vocalist? Yeah, absolutely. I was, um, this record is, um, is definitely one of the most special records that, um, I've ever written personally. Um, I was in a, a very, very dark time when I wrote this record. Uh, it's probably one of the lowest points of that I've ever been in my life when I wrote this record. And, um, he pushed me not only as a writer but as a vocalist and and um writing melodies and and pushing my voice to do things this is the one of the first records i've that we've ever personally i've ever actually screamed on mm. um there there was a lot of things he just just pushing me like i've i've worked with producers in the past and it was kind of a come into the studio lay down what you have okay and that's good enough let's go like with him it was lay down what I had and then it was a critique and then a Hmm. yeah I don't think you can do better let's let's come back to this later on let's do something else so like and that's the first time I've ever experienced that with with a producer and that's why he's such an amazing um it's kind of hard to hear sometimes it is it it, it was very humbling to to because I was so used to bringing some bringing things to the table and then someone going oh yeah man that's sick like, but this time it was like, I'd bring it to the table. That it was like, tear me apart. Yeah, it is. You know, but he's such, he knows, he's worked with so many wonderful artists that we all look up to that he knows how to say, hey, this isn't just right yet, but without totally hurting your you. ego, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurt, bringing you down. He, 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 he builds you up and he made you want to do better rather than, um, tearing you down and mm-hmm. that was that's one of the ways he's he's super special as yeah. far as like vocalists are concerned i feel like i i had a very similar experience with those two overwatcher eps the first mm-hmm. one was very much like oh we'll go in do what we got 
and the producer, I love him to death, and he was like the nicest guy ever. So everything I did was like, oh, that's great, like you know, whatever, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And then when I worked with Stephen, it was very much like, yeah, that's fine, like you know, yeah. like yeah, like let's try this sure. again. Well, I think know? some of the I think some of the the most wonderful records that that we listen to that we love so much, I feel that's that's the way it was with with those records that that we care so much about. Right. I don't think it was a a go in and let's lay down what we have. It was a, it was a the producer pushing them to be the best that they could. And I think that's where great records are made. And um so I'm I'm super glad that I was pushed like that for well, sure. Well, referencing those those old records, I, well, you texted me and asked me, you know, when the re- song came out, what I thought about it and it definitely had you know, certainly a nostalgic appeal to me, you mm-hmm. know, as someone that you and I, um, you know, grew up, I'm assuming listening to, I yeah. don't think we've ever discussed what bands we actually listen to. We mm-hmm. might do that today, but, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, it, it sounded nostalgic, but I said in the best way possible, For you sure. know, like I feel like there's certain bands where you hear it and you're like, Oh, cool. I see what you're trying to do. Like you, yeah. you sound like this band. That's cool. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But like, I felt like, it it brought me back to like all those feelings and again like and it makes sense when when i hear you say that you were pushed the way that you were pushed because you know not to obviously belittle what's happening now with production and whatnot but i think that there's some people that still want to hold on to that magic mm-hmm. of let's let's not just put a tuner on everything yeah, or, absolutely. you know or put vocoder on everything let's just you know, let's do it the real way, the human way. Yeah, well, that's, that's, I, I believe that's where, like, that's where the feeling comes. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. those, I mean, I know, like, we talk, I've, I've, I know that, um, like, for instance, like, like, The Chariot is a, is a huge, um, like, their recordings and, and, and the passion, even in their live shows, not even just, not, and, and take away the, let's, take away all the, the craziness that goes, and the chaos that goes on stage, but just the passion and Josh's voice was what all was something that always got me, and, yeah. and, and just in the recordings, like you can like tell that he meant what he was singing right. about. And I feel that these days there's a there's a lot of that missing. Um, and so I wanted to make sure, and the and our producer wanted to make sure that that was there. And like I remember one of the direct quotes was he was like, "What do you guys want this to sound like?" And I was like, "I want this to sound like I give a shit. Hmm. Like I want it to sound like a live show." like how I sound live and no one's ever been able to capture that. And I feel like it was finally captured on all aspects, um, musically and vocally with this new stuff that we're doing. So Josh told me once, uh, that when he was working on the first Asses burn record that, uh, he told them that when you scream, you have, there has to be a reason, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't just scream because it sounds cool. Like yeah. if, if this part sounds better sung, like, or feels better sung, we need to do it that way, Absolutely. you know? And I felt like is that, especially on mile one, I feel mm-hmm. like that, uh, that ethos is, is definitely there. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that, man. I just, yeah, absolutely. I um, like when you're screaming, break the cycle, it's like, you know, you can tell. Well, it's like a, I was, um, I put this like I was given the ability to sing, and I, I grew up singing. Um, and all the bands that I idolized did scream, um, or had screaming parts, like. And so it was like, like you just said, like I wanted to make sure, like, because I knew that we were going a little bit heavier 
and this band, and I knew our and the record was going to be a little bit heavier, and I was like, I want to make sure that it's organic. Like, I don't want to, I don't want it to feel like I'm forcing myself to do something that's not me as far as writing. And so, um, when it got to those parts, it was, it, 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 it seemed organic. It was like it, it needed to happen. And I was like, I think it, and so, uh, with, especially with the music, like I felt like a lot of, a lot, a lot of this record, I felt like the music kind of guided a lot of the melody as far as vocally and especially on those heavy parts where I do scream, um, um, and I felt like, yeah, I just felt like it was needed. And, and, and like I spent a lot of time on the lyrics that were being said on those parts too. Yeah. Because those are, you're, you're absolutely right that, that those parts are important. Because if you're going to scream them, they need to be important. They better be, like, yeah. You know, exactly. So. Um, did yeah. you feel like you had to, like I remember when I did the, the Overwatcher stuff for that second EP, I felt like I kind of had to learn to sing all over again mm-hmm. with having to scream like that. Did you feel like you had to do that on this? Yeah, year? it was really weird. So I'm sure like the majority of us all in our first bands were metal bands. So we, especially vocalists, we all screamed the whole time. It was just the thing to do back in the day. And so the first couple bands I was in, I screamed the whole time. And I got to where that's was I could scream. And so and then I stopped. And for a, many, many years... All I have done was sing, and my voice has changed over the course of time. But like when I started to scream again, it's almost like I forgot how <laughs> because my vocal cords, I guess, have had been trained to just sing. You know, yes, aggressively, and I could yell, but as far as screaming, it was it just wasn't there anymore. So like, but since this stuff and us rehearsing a couple times a week over the course of time it's almost like i'm starting i've learned how again like yeah. when we were recording like i was learning how again and it's 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 very strange like you know i, t- I talked to my band about it too as like you know we we like cuz this new stuff has a lot of like a, a lot of vocal melody on it and a lot of harmonies and like the guys in the band um are going to be doing a lot of like harmonies and stuff like that. And I was just, I, I talk all the time about how a voice is such a strange and intricate thing. Like yeah. how it has so many like places. Like I know even for instance, when I'm at a show and if, if I start to get tired, I go and start singing in a completely different part of my like throat. And it's yeah. like, I know it sounds like it sounds easy to say, but it's like you really start thinking about like that, and it's like wow, it's like I'm just start to use a completely different muscle group. Like it's yeah. just strange. Like vocal, it's just strange. It's, <laughs> it's wild. Um, you mentioned there have been some member changes. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, the video just had the three of you. Yes. So um, like five that had been there before. Yeah. So we've had this. We had the same five for a, a good long time. Um, and then when we went to change this, you know, it's just one of those things where like life happens. Um, um, Justin, our old, uh, he was he was in Forever and Ever our guitar. He he decided he wanted to get, he he's in coding school now, you know, and that's uh kind of, he wants to like design websites and stuff like that, and so that's what he's doing now. And then Stephen um, was the last person to actually leave in Forever and Ever, and Stephen just I mean. Wonderful person, super talented guy. wrote a, wrote the majority of the Forever and Ever stuff. Um, super talented, and 
but you know he's he's got a family you know he's got a wife and he's got two you know beautiful children and um and his stuff just it it wears on you you know especially mm-hmm. the traveling and as things get busier um and he just you know he has a family to provide for and it's 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 hard like trying to tour and do this full time you know especially because you know me and the rest of the guys you know we don't you know we don't have that you know we we're just single dudes and you know playing music well Austin's not Austin's married but you know she's super you know she's super cool and supports everything and um but yeah so we had a couple member changes and that that was another thing you know that that led to us maybe needing to change the name and you know because it was it was like a brand new era um we uh we just got some new like some new guys that are playing with us right now a guy named Blaine um he's a young kid but super hungry like awesome guitar player like just a really good guy and uh, another guy named Mike same thing he's from originally from Colorado uh played in some metal bands and he's living here now he's a producer as well but more than anything man we just we we had some fill-ins for a while but we just wanted people in the band that just were nice guys like mm-hmm. that just were hungry and wanted to play music but more than anything we're just a good hang we're good people you know and just nice you know because i think there's a lot of you know there's a lot of shitty people out there <laughs> and like we just wanted good yeah good good people you know to hang out with you know when we're on the road and i don't know it's just i think that's what people need these days is just being surrounded by good people you know you know what's funny is i think back to our first conversation that we had and uh to be completely frank i feel like you uh you sounded a little cocky back then you know like and and like i mean that's fine like you know and uh but i think i like this tyler better better. you know like the well that was a that was a (laughs) well it just sounds like you've gone through like some some humbling times and some stuff that's been like really challenging but i think all that kind of stuff just produces character yeah you know and i think it's the stuff that's taken the the music to the the level you're trying mm-hmm. to get it at. I, I mean, I I actually appreciate that, man, because I was. I mean, I just I've seen uh, I've had some really dark times since yeah. you know since the last time that that we spoke, and it you're absolutely right. I mean, shit can be humbling, and it can uh, definitely like I'm glad you know because there was a time there in the band where I was like I don't know what we're gonna do you know and to me this is this is like all i know how to do mm-hmm. and when you put something like that on the line of not knowing if it's going to continue it really it messes with you you know especially like when you feel like it's it's your whole being yeah and you're like i don't know what i'm going to do if this does not continue and so i'm so lucky that i had friends and 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 bandmates that that kept me going and pushed me to to continue doing this and I met the people I did because I'm so excited and I'm so happy about what we created and I can't wait for people to hear it so well I mean the name of the song is mile one just everything you've told me today I mean this whole thing just sound the name change it's the general theme here starting over starting back at the beginning starting back at mile one so absolutely. is that where like the the lyric co- lyrics yeah. for this specific yeah, con- song absolutely. came in? Um, I just you know I I kind of 
I went I went back home. I took a trip home for a, a week or two, and I like to do that because I, I love my family. Mississippi? I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, and I, I love my family. I, I And I grew up in a small town. I'm outside of Tupelo, and I went home, and I see all my friends that I went to high school with, and um, I just, I don't know, like I, it was right in the middle of writing, you know, I took a break actually during recording, uh, and it was, I went home and I saw my friends, and it's just like, they were just, they were doing the same thing and that they were doing when I left almost a decade ago. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. There, but it's just like yeah, I realized it wasn't for me. And I, and talking to a lot of my close friends, like I, I got to speak to them and I got to hear how ha- unhappy they were and how just defeated, I guess is a better word, that they were for what they were doing in their life. And it bummed me out so hard. And I just remember being like, you know, you don't have to do this. You can go anywhere you want to go because a lot of them weren't married and you know a lot of them didn't have anything holding them there they just felt like that that was the best they could do and like I said at the time I was going through a really tough mental state and dealing with my own things and dealing with uh, ways I felt that I wasn't perfect by any means Mm -hmm. and so I wrote mile one just trying to and it was in the midst of like all this stuff going on and you know in our country and and I was just like man I just wish that you know, we don't have like a lot of times, like even in mental health um, and any any type of issues. I was like, we don't have to live this way. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can crawl out of this. We can we can fix it. You know, and that, and that goes and it went for so many things. It wasn't mm. just necessarily like pointed at one subject. And it was like we can, and that's where like kind of the break the cycle thing come by. It's like we all. I feel like a lot of times we're all in this just vicious cycle of, of, of this mundane like lifestyle that we lead that a lot of times leads to unhappiness. And I was like, we don't have to do that. Like we can break that cycle of doing that. And that's, so I tried to write a song, especially with mile one that was like, just uh, like, like an anthem almost to, to tell people, Hey, we don't have to do this. We don't, you know, you don't have to live that way, whether it be whatever prison that you're in, whether it be your own mind or, or, or situations in your life. Like there's a way to make it better. You know, I think, I think it's cool because it kind of takes that like cockiness that I talked about before, but puts it in like a lot healthier of a direction. Absolutely. You know, it puts it in a direction of like saying like, yeah, hell yeah, I can get through this. You know what I mean? Not like, not like, hell yeah, I'm the shit. Like I'll get through this. No, like, like, hell yeah. I'm like, I'm worth it. Just, you know what exactly. I mean? Like and we're worth it. We exactly. can do better. And like yeah. I want people, I want everyone to feel that way. And I want everyone to, to understand, like I want everyone to feel like, hey, I'm like not alone in this. Like I'm not, you know, like no one's perfect. No one, we've all like made these mistakes and like, but it's like those mistakes don't have to define the person you are yeah. kind of thing. It's like we're all in this together. We're all a team, you know, and I just, I don't know. I want I just want everyone to be happy. I believe that everyone deserves to be happy and no matter what they do. And I just, I want that for everybody to be completely honest. So when, when's this, uh, is it a record, is it a full record? Or yes, is it we have a, it's a full length record. It's 13 songs. Dang. Um, it's, yeah, it was, I, I didn't think that we would, you know, I, 
most of the time I expect like an EP or something, but Hey, you know, the songs were there and the ideas were there. And, uh, and we just felt that, you know, I was like, let's just, let's just do it. You know, so it's gonna be a 13 song. Um, there's no release date for it yet. It will definitely be, um, the first of 2019 for sure. Cool. Um, we're probably release, you know, a couple more singles, you know, leading up to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we don't really have it like a, definite release yet though. 13's a lot yeah <laughs> it was a lot uh definitely and that's why definitely why it's taken so long too um but i believe it's like i've uh we've we've never been so proud of something like yeah. I, I feel, and it's like that it's not necessarily just last question what's that <laughs> i said that kind of answers the last question yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily because like oh this is good it's like it's honest yeah like it's we believe in it. Like I, I feel like it has something to say. Like I, I feel like people will be able to listen to it, and they'll get something out of it. Yeah, like they'll feel something, and that's why we do this anyway. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited. Like I, I was just, we all hung it out on the line for this. I was like, I'm not gonna be scared to write about anything. I'm just gonna hear this kind of thing, and yeah. I hope that people dig it you yeah, know and they're real. not too blown away by it so well um, so. uh well since one you kind of i knew you're coming back the second time and since you i knew semi knew that the answer to the most proud question would most likely be the new record that you just released in the video you just released and stuff i thought to to kind of do like that last question i normally ask about like a, a person you've met rather than do that i know you're about to play a deftones cover set here pretty oh, soon by the time this comes out uh it will have already happened so <laughs> i'm about to bum you out <laughs> oh no are oh, you not playing it we're not yeah we had to, we had to drop Dang. off we had some personal stuff going well, on well that's like... fine i i just figured we could talk some deftones oh absolutely but we deftones can totally talk some deftones <laughs> i am all about that absolutely is that like one of your favorite bands yes not i um I just like I feel they were so innovative um and they've I I'm always drawn to bands that have been around for a long time because I I don't know I feel like if you're a band and you have been around for a really long time then you probably got it like you you definitely have the passion to keep like you're you're in it for the right reason kind of thing and there and there I mean there are certain bands that have been around for a long time and in are in it for the right reasons but you know and not to mention any names necessarily but like it's not like anyone really yeah, you know, some people it's like they don't. Not many people care yeah, that much. For sure. It's like always oh, just this nostalgic stuff. But with Deftones, I feel like their next record could be their best. Absolutely, you know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. Well, it's like to me that band. It's hard. It's always really hard to find people that don't like that band. Yeah, and that's always a really good thing. Um, but they're also a band that like have been through so many changes. Um. And challenges too. Yeah, oh, you know, just absolutely. Like with, you know, just like with Chi, and like that's that's a tough, tough thing. Like I can't imagine, you know, going through something like that, and just keeping on going and keeping on putting out just consistent, like so consistent. amazing records. Like, and always finding a way to do something different and to do, but still be Deftones. Like, um, yeah, absolutely. Like. Top Chino three favorite Deftone my... songs. Go. Oh, top what? Three. Three. We'll oh keep my it god. Here. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Digital Bath. Um, 
trying to think. Um, they had this like kind of like song that didn't get a whole whole lot of play called Xerxes that I really really liked. Um, let's see, man, I got one more. That's that, like even when we were gonna do the 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 Deftones set. Like I was like, oh, I yeah, can't believe I have to one. I have yeah, to yeah, pick. Yeah. Um, man, my own summer is always a timeless one. Uh, God, there's just so that's the thing, and see that's 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 the thing about that band is if someone says something like that to you about a band like that, you're just like, oh god, and your like brain start to explode because <laughs> you're like, there's so many good ones. I got into them kind of late-ish. Mm-hmm. I like I was in college when I got into them, and they were putting out Diamond Eyes. Yeah, and um, I I love that record. That mm-hmm. I mean, I think that kind of gave them a second wind of their career. Oh, absolutely. That, um, Sex tape is like my fucking. Oh man, jam, that record dude. is insane. Ugh. Like, well, that's the thing is like, I forget. So, I mean, I'm I'm a huge Deftones fan, but like sometimes, I I'll listen to a, like a record and then I'll be like, this is so sick. And then they'll like they have such a, a amazing discography that like then they'll play something. You'll hear like a song or something at a bar, and you'll be like, holy shit, I forgot about this. And it's like, it's that's the wonderful thing about the band. And the biggest thing that I am so excited for about a band like that is there's been this revival of bands like that that younger generations are starting to latch on to like Deftones, System of a Down, like all like bands like that and it is so cool to see that. Well those I mean rock festivals are yeah. you know one of the biggest touring circuits there are now. I love it. It's it's so cool to me because I mean there's like I see like I go to shows like hardcore shows here or metal shows and um I see just like the like the younger bands or like even you know younger like younger kids coming to shows and they're wearing like Deftone shirts and I'm just like dude you weren't even born <laughs> when they were like releasing music and it's so cool like that yeah. is awesome like I love to see that too because also it lets me know that there is this almost like just heavy rock like alternative rock revival thing happening too and i love that too because i feel like i feel like for a little while there that i mean bands besides like thrice you know and stuff like that there wasn't a whole lot of just like just heavy alternative rock bands happening like there was you know obviously you know like you know scenes go through their things, you know, and what's hot, what's not, and then, you know, it dies and then come, something else comes back. And I felt like there wasn't a whole lot of just appreciation for just like a good, heavy alternative rock band. And so, like, it's really cool to see like a, a younger generation like starting to enjoy right like, Deftones and yeah. System of a Down stuff. Like, that's really cool. I mean, it's just weird, man, seeing the all the stuff come back that, you know, I grew up. Mm-hmm. listening to you know i literally just watched the bunch of young kids at 70s house the other day come through that like all sounded like the number 12 looks like you. yeah and i was like what the fuck is it going always on comes, you know like my dad so used to weird. say that he was like son and he was like it's always gonna come back around it's <laughs> always no matter what until the end of time and it's it's it is it's wild like um even like um even like hardcore, like like metalcore bands now, like current ones, like you can hear that like influence oh, of, like, like of like Norma and, Jean, and, yeah, and like obviously like obviously the chariot, like orange, all those dissonant yeah. chords and like stuff like that. And I'm like, I haven't heard this since like 2006, right, and it's right. so tight because I love it, yeah, you know. And it, it's it's just so cool to like watch it 
come back around, right? You know, and it's like, what's going to be next? Well, so it's hopefully, like, what's, lonely in youth is next. Dude, I hope the... that'd be so tight. Like, you know, the, <laughs> the single has, the single has done great, man. I I couldn't ask, I I couldn't ask for it for anything better. Like I I was I had such anxiety releasing it. I was like, man, I hope people like understand it and like it, and it's not missed its time or its cue or whatever. And like people have been so awesome and sharing it and like it's just been so cool like to see people dig it and i'm yeah. so thankful that they were because i was so scared <laughs> i was like well Man, I, I think people dig it i think you know I, i'm stoked about the music i think it, it's great i but i also think that one of the biggest things that's probably happened for all you guys here is like just the maturation that's happened mm-hmm. is you as people through this process sure. you know to me is like that's an even cooler thing to see, Absolutely. you know? And I think that kind of stuff is, is why we're supposed to make art in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think, you know, another thing too is, man, is like, I know I brought him up a couple of times, but I think our, I think our producer had a lot to do with that too. Cause I mean, he's, he's worked with such major artists and like we had this thing in our head of, we knew, we knew what we're supposed to do. We knew how this fucking goes. And then we got in there and it was like, you don't know shit. You think, you know, and then it was like this, like this turn of like work ethic, and like this is what you got to do to make this work. And we were yeah. like blown away, and was like, okay, maybe we don't know shit, and we just <laughs> thought we did. And I'm so glad it happened because we are. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it was like a a humbling experience more than anything. It yeah. was like, wow, okay, you're right. <laughs> like we don't really know what's going on, so. I'm so glad it happened because I know it's going to be something even with this first record. If, even if if this is the only record we ever make or if this is, you know, if if we're lucky enough to to get this to be a start of something that that lasts a long time, I definitely will always remember like the work that went into this one mm. and how it helped us mature as people and as musicians too and um that was a change. That it's also got to be nice too. I feel like this is what happened with the Overwatcher, the second one, where you know I can listen to that today and still feel just as good about it as yeah. the day that I wrote it. And Absolutely. that's uh and I mean, I mean, you won't know. Obviously, only time will tell how you yeah. feel about it. But um, that I, this seems like it's going to be something that you feel that way. I about. do. I've, I've, I'm really happy with it. I don't feel that it's ever going to be something that. I'm like, we could have done better because, like I said, he has pushed us to the brink, you yeah. know, and I'm glad. I'm so glad that it went down that way because I'm super happy with what yeah, we've man. got, and I can't wait for everybody to hear the rest of everything that's coming out. It's going to be super I sick. can't wait either, dude. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited. Hell yeah. Well, I guess we'll just end it here because cool, I don't know. I normally ask the two questions, but I don't know what the hell it is. So here we are. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, thank you for having hell yeah, me, man. Dude. I'm glad to be back, dude. Hell it's yeah. fun. Cool, man. So today's music is Mile One by Lonely Youth, so go stream that or purchase it wherever you get jams. Thank you to Kyle at the Tiny Tape Room, as always, for letting me use this space and recording and teaching me everything I know about recording. Uh, And thank you to Lucas Wharton for uh, doing all the video stuff for social media. Thank you to Charles at Platoon for the logo and branding. And lastly, thank you for listening. Be a fan of your friends and love one another.